0: This is Jill Garvin, the Director of Psychological Health for the 102nd Intelligence Wing. I am happy to be here with you today as we are closing out 2020. uh, It has been a crazy year (laughs) for all of us. And um, I'm I'm really excited to be here today with a special guest. Uh, Her name is Samantha Sandland. And she is actually the cousin of um, our producer of this podcast, Tim Sandland, with our public affairs office. Tim is very supportive of of our our mental health podcast. And um, Samantha is also a licensed clinical social worker. So he um, introduced us and she um, has some... A great background and she's very passionate about the way our brains are created and we're going to talk a little bit about COVID and anxiety and our nervous system and um, hopefully give you some suggestions that might be helpful right now as well. So uh, and Samantha uh, also um, is the owner of Champs Psychological Services so she'll talk a little bit about again the her organization and the services that they offer and what she does. So hi, Samantha. Welcome.
1: Hi, Jill. Uh, Thank you so much. I'm so excited about this podcast. Me too. And I'm even more excited because I'm so proud of my cousin. I think it is a beautiful experience for me to see him use his creative skills. And so I am thrilled to be here for many reasons. One of those, um, obviously, as I said, is my cousin, Tim. The other is My family is a military family. So both of my grandparents were in the military, as was my father. So military life is something that I'm very passionate about, although my practice, which I'll go into a little bit, um, does not specialize in military life. But there are a lot of parallels that Tim and I have uh, discussed around student-athletes Mm -hmm. and sports, as well as military life. So let me just uh, explain a little bit about my practice, explain, explain a little bit about what I'm passionate about, and then, Jill, let me know if you have any questions around my introduction. Sure. So as Jill said, I'm a licensed clinical social worker, and I am a personal trainer. I take both of those particular professions and combine them, because for me... Wellness isn't just around thinking and feeling. It's also about moving and thriving. I also give services and trainings to schools, whether it's universities or high schools around student athlete mental health. I think that that's an important, um, you know, need that's out there because just like military, culture at times, it's difficult to discuss mental health conditions. So I provide those types of services. I do individual treatment for mental health diagnoses, whether it's trauma, anxiety, depression. I also love running groups. So I do a lot of sports groups. So I love having kids play. And, you know, we'll get into it a little bit more just around how COVID has shifted our ability to connect. Mm -hmm. Um, So I really look forward to getting back and rerunning the group. I also um, do just individual personal training and wellness training seminars for educators and just the helping profession. So hopefully that gives you a little glimpse about who I am and what my business is.
0: Did I do all right, Jill? Yeah, absolutely. And I love that because it really makes sense, you know, just the, the mind body connection, you know, we yep. have to take care of all the parts. We can't just eat right, but not take care of our mental health or just take care of our mental yep. health and not eat right. Uh, all right. of that is really, really connected, um, for mental health and resilience and, and you know, and like you said, uh, to be able to to thrive. So right, opposed to just surviving. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, that that's a perfect overview. Thank you. Oh, How did you become welcome. interested in that?
1: Great question. So I was a student athlete and um, I became really passionate about mental health because I saw just the need for it. And so I got my psychology degree with this lens of student athlete and student athlete development and it really wasn't until graduate school so I worked in the field uh the psychology field for a while and then I went back and got my master's and I had a professor who said to me once it was our last year she said what's your dream job and so I was like you know what what do I have to lose what's my dream dream job I said well my dream job is to really incorporate fitness mental health, and sports together. And she said, great, go find an agency that already does that. And so I found one, and she said, okay, look, they have a conference coming up. Why don't we fund you to go? And I was just like, wow, I thought I was just dreaming here. <laughs> yeah. And so I got to really experience other people who have like-minded Um. And then I just, I went into my profession and I found that I was working with a lot of kids who've experienced significant trauma, families who've experienced significant trauma. And it's very difficult to do traditional talk therapy. And so I was just being creative. And I started to play sports with a lot of my kids who live in inner city because oftentimes it's difficult for them to even safely leave the house Mm -hmm. and play in the yard. So, um, and I started to see this transformation just with communication, just with being able to introduce breathing skills. And um, I don't know. It was just a really awesome thing for me. And I decided to become a personal trainer because I feel like it's, it's important for me to have licensure around particular things. So I don't want to give exercises if I'm not certified to be able to do that. Right.
0: Yeah, that is that is very important. So Yeah, so yeah. Um and and then tell me uh so what has been different during during COVID oh. in terms of how you're kind of interfacing with folks and how treatment is is different right totally.
1: now. Yeah, totally. So I opened my business in February, literally 3 weeks. Oh wow. 3 weeks yeah before um and so many things that I've noticed from, cause at that point I was still working in a school system and I was doing my private practice on the side. And so what I've noticed is an increase of disconnection with ourselves, with others, an increase of just natural struggling. So whether that's with just figuring out structure and patterns, uh, because we're working from home or we're in quarantine, that there is no set time to get up, to eat lunch, to get in the car. So I've just noticed the magnitude of shifts and changes that have impacted really every aspect of my clients or even people in my personal life. Um, and what I've also noticed is is this increase of shame Mm. And I think it's important to note that living through a global pandemic, our brains were not built to be disconnected this way. So we have several messages, one from, you know, uh, the the global world that's saying you need to stay away from others, while we have a primal brain that was trained on several things. It was created first, which is in the back of our head, our primal brain, is our fight or flight or alert system. So that's the alert system, mainly the amygdala, that lets us know we are in danger. And what has helped historically that part of the brain, right? So the saber tooth tiger comes out, our amygdala gets alerted. We then fight that saber tooth tiger flee or we we freeze to hide and save ourselves. What has happened through the years is we have become much more triggered and our amygdala knows no difference between a saber-tooth tiger and a text message from an ex-partner. Right. It still fires the same way. And so through the years, we have all been triggered collectively more often. So our amygdala is chronically going off. And so that is our sympathetic nervous system. And so that sends your endorphins. And essentially what that is, is it, it, it tells your body that you can survive. Let's go. Let's, let's handle this. But when you're chronically given those things, it, it can really put a, um, a damper on your whole body. But to answer your question, Jill, sorry, I could talk to you about this for hours. (laughs) Um, What I've noticed about just COVID in general is we have limited movements and limited connections. And that is what our primal brain needs to survive. And so what comes out of that is increase of anxiety, depression, increase of substance use, increase of uh, partner conflict. Um, because our body and brain doesn't know how to live this way. Does that answer your question? Yeah, and I'm
0: I'm glad you went into that because my other question, yeah, was going to be about uh, around our, our brains and our our nervous system. Mm-hmm. Um, and you mentioned shame, which you know. It's so interesting too, right now because I mean we all, I think we all deal with that on on some mm-hmm. level. But then with with like you said, a, a global pandemic going on that also heightens uh, yep. substance use and relationship yep. issues and and job stress and sleep issues uh, you know it just it magnifies everything Mm -hmm. and so I've also seen a lot of um a lot of shame related uh you know responses from from people as well so and and I am also I remember when I was much younger and you know I always had a hard time with with sleeping and super anxious. And I remember a therapist telling me or giving me some kind of handout around like breathing exercises. And I just thought it was ridiculous. I wasn't going to do that. Right. And, you know, I just thought it was silly. But, you know, it's it's the one thing that has become such a habit in my life now. and And as I've learned a little bit more about the nervous system and what is calming and soothing to my nervous system and how important that is to my Overall health, uh, yep. it makes sense, and you, you you started to get into some of that. So, can you talk a little bit about our nervous system and sure. and yeah, whatever you sure. want to say
1: around um, that. Yeah, so how I teach everyone, and it, it may feel a little childish, but it, it's a really cool explanation. So, if you make a fist and you you tuck your thumb underneath your fingers. We're going to pretend that this is your brain for a second. And so your thumb is your primal brain. And so that is, as I talked about earlier, your fight, flight, freeze response. And the your fingers are what's called the prefrontal cortex, which is our secondary brain that we got as we evolved. And so that part is our thinking brain. That part is the one that can analyze, okay, if I head home, and take a drink of beer, I know that's going to frustrate my significant other. So let me just do blah, blah, blah. That's your thinking brain. And But what happens when we have a massive amount of stress and our amygdala is firing, it's called flipping your lid. So now I want you to flip your fingers up and have your amygdala be primary, just meaning that like, it, it kind of looks like you just have four fingers and you're just saying number four. Mm-hmm. So your prefrontal cortex is now not in the driver's seat. Your primal brain is in the driver's seat. And so this is where you and not, we were talking a little bit about shame because even though we think we know what we should do at that point, our prefrontal cortex is not operating and So that is what's called our sympathetic nervous system. There is a secondary nervous system called your parasympathetic nervous system, which is the nervous system that tells your sympathetic nervous system that you're okay. Because to go back a little bit, we would fight off the saber-toothed tiger, so that would, we would have to exert energy because the sympathetic nervous system is giving us energy and telling us, yep, we can survive this. So go use all this energy. So historically we would use all that energy and then we would calm down because the threat no longer existed. But as time evolved, we never had that off switch. So we have to create an off switch. And so Oftentimes I'll have clients, especially a lot of my student athletes who are like, I know I should do this. I know I should do that. And I, I have to have them have a dialogue with two of their brains because carrying shame around that when your primary brain is your, is your primal brain. So we have to calm that down. So how, let me ask you, Jill, what, what are some, particular strategies that you offer uh or you have found that have been successful for people who are in the military around just natural coping skills? What have you found in your community? Uh, Strategy, natural coping skills? Yeah, yeah. Just like you were talking, you were talking earlier, like breathing exercises, reading. What are what are some things that you offer if someone comes in and says, Oh, I'm just so stressed, what what are some things that you have found worked for the community? Yeah,
0: so I will usually suggest a couple different apps. One is called Covid Coach that was developed by um, the VA. but it has cool. some nice uh, guided um, exercises in within built within the app uh, for You know, breathing exercises, um, meditation, those kind of things. Or I will also um, talk to people about doing like box breathing or, um, you know, inhaling for a certain count, holding and exhaling for a certain count to calm down the nervous system. And and I'll explain that in a really simple way, like why awesome. why that works. Because I can see them giving me that look that yeah. like, I gave that, that person to like, yeah, yeah, breathing. You don't understand. Like my marriage is falling apart. Uh, I yep. work, you know, all night. Uh, my kids are, you know, at home. Uh, you don't understand. You can't just tell me to count and breathe. And so mm-hmm. I really encourage them to start there and, and give them like a basic understanding of of how that can really help again, calm the nervous system.
1: Awesome. Awesome. And great point because I find a similar struggle because breathing at times, some of my clients are like, Oh, why are you like placating me? Um, meaning just like dismissing. Right. And it's like, Oh no, I am honoring the fact that you are in fight or flight, yeah. right? Working all night, having, you know, your marriage really struggling. Like you are in fight or flight. Your alert system's going off. And the only way, so if we go back to the four finger thing, so our, our mm-hmm. flipping lid, what I share with clients um, is, all right, just humor me for a second and Remember, our prefrontal cortex, which is our fifth, is flipped. And so you can't think or plan properly. So you can't think or plan how you're going to complete this, how you're going to connect with this. So let's do five deep breaths to lower the lid. So I'm going to have you, if you don't mind, Jill, um, doing it now with me. And then we can kind of talk a little bit about what you experienced. Would that be okay? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So you're just going to do a deep breath. In and out, and make sure it gets all the way to your belly. And each breath, you're going to lower one of your fingers. Okay? So I have my four fingers up? Yep. Okay. Yep, because your lids flip. Okay. So you're in alert system, and so now we need your parasympathetic nervous system to activate. And let me know whenever your okay. I just, fist is completely down. Yeah. And so now we're able to think a little bit better. Now, how do you feel, Jill? What what was going on in your body? What did you think about the exercise? I definitely feel
0: feel differently when I when I do that. I I, I can definitely feel more of a sense of calm Mm -hmm. and like my brain is functioning a little bit better that I can think a little bit more clearly. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But did it make all your problems go away? Did it make all your stress go away? (laughs) No, I wish. No, that would be great. Right. I know. But a little bit more
0: manageable.
1: Exactly. So, so there's a phrase I call, which is the window of tolerance. So breathing is not going to make everything go away. I mean, we can have a practice and we can help regulate our nervous system a little bit better, but there is that window of tolerance where taking five breaths before we walk in to see our partner is going to have our anxiety or stress go from a 10 to an 8, which is a little bit more tolerable, right? And so that's, that's sort of um, the biggest advice I could give mm-hmm. is... Trying to find that balance, because it's a tightrope, right, of trying to calm your nervous system down while we're in a global pandemic, while people are stressed with their personal life, their professional life. Um,
0: Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Again, it's so simple and easy to do and very effective. And I think a lot about our – some of our our members here – with our, our intel, our security forces mm. that work, you know, some of these crazy hours, they don't really get proper replenished sleep, um, and yeah. and so their their nervous system is is always right. very very active, and it's very difficult for them again to get yep. those you know eight hours or you know their circadian rhythm gets gets all messed up and and I do also check in with people when they when they come in uh around other things that they may be doing that may that may agitate the nervous system a little bit more you know the military mm.
1: is is
0: mm-hmm. a, a big consumer of energy drinks and monster drinks yeah. and And, uh, people do different things to, to try to, to wake up or to go to sleep when they've been working all night. And so providing some education around that, because again, then your your nervous system is just always out of whack. There's no perfect answer, but I, I do encourage people like, think about that along with the breathing, you know, what. What is soothing and calming to your nervous system? Right. Um, if you're drinking a bunch of monster drinks and eating a lot of processed food or or sugar, like all that stuff is just um, not not super helpful. And sure. um, you know, we all make unhealthy. Unhealthy choices yeah. sometimes. <laughs> Myself <but> included,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh
0: yeah, me too, absolutely. I mean, it's always a learning process. But I know that, that people, yeah, really do struggle struggle with that. And uh, again, especially with some of our missions that... Yeah. So I don't know, you know, what, what, what do you do when, when you, your, your mission requires you to, yeah. to have that kind of uh, schedule?
1: Yeah, um, so that's a heavy, heavy um, question. And so to answer it, uh, okay, I read this excellent book called The Upside of Stress" by Kelly McGonigal. Mm -hmm. She's a health psychologist, and she twists things around to oppose to saying stress is bad. She twisted around to be like, let's reframe the way we're looking at stress. So so that's one thing. Mm-hmm. The other thing is there is a reason why military personnel are alert all the time because they're in the military. Yeah, exactly. Right? If you weren't alert and you weren't activated, you may not survive. Okay? Right. So, so being in a profession that requires you to be activated. um, I really think that we just need to own that and identify the strengths in that because I am a very strength-based person. So, So if you're struggling with this and you're listening, I want you to identify the strength, two or three, and I'll give you an example of mine. Um, on being, having an active nervous system, how has it benefited you? Mm. So for example, my nervous system is activated quite often. Now, how has it benefited me? It's benefited me because it causes my brain to be really creative and it causes my brain to be really productive. Jill, when you think about your, if you don't mind me asking, I'm like totally putting you on the spot. Um. It's what are some strengths of your nervous system with it being activated?
0: What would you say?
1: The
0: strength of my nervous system being activated. Yeah. So, well, I I think probably awareness. Like I, I have yeah. more awareness than I've had in the past. I think it's telling me something. So. Mm. I, you know like you said i it definitely brings forth some energy and and some awareness and so then i can take take better care of myself when i know that i am getting activated or i'm maybe a little bit more hyper alert yep. uh i can either You know, I I can either have clarity around a situation or know, hey, since my nervous system is really activated right now, I need to give myself a minute before I make a big decision or that kind of thing.
1: Cool. Yeah. Um, And so I think it's important for us to, you know, send a message that if your nervous system is activated, you're doing it right. You're in the military. It needs to be activated. We just need to find off switches mm-hmm. because although I'm a personal trainer, although I'm a psychotherapist, and although I have a nutritionist who works um, with me, like for my business, I'm not the best eater. And so none of us are perfect. All of us make quote unquote unhealthy decisions. And I think that tightrope analogy is important. So Opposed to sort of saying, like, no monster drinks, no this, no that. Like, let's add something. So Mm -hmm. let's add something to your life. Let's add five seconds of deep breathing a day. Because oftentimes we think about how we can take something away. So I need to reduce carbs. I need to reduce this. But we don't think about what we're adding. Yeah. So I'll give you an example,
0: right? Did that make sense, Jill? Yeah, I love that I- idea. Yeah, instead of like, give this up. You can't do
1: that. Right. It's like, okay, what can I
0: add? Right, because co- then we're... My stress.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because then we're in an alert phase and we're already in an alert phase. Our pup- pupils are already dilated. Our stomach is already quenched. Um, and that serves a purpose, which is to fight the threat. And so then in that moment... The prefrontal cortex is not thinking. So it's been very difficult to make healthy, 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 healthy decisions, which then continue on that cycle of shame. Oh, yep, I had a monster drink again. Oh, great. Oh, nope, that's not good. Oh, I ate like crap. Oh, whatever. It doesn't even matter anymore, right? So so those cognitive catastrophic thoughts, um, I have found... Has been reduced when I phrase it as, okay, great. What is the benefit of your nervous system? Right. How is it serving you right now? How has it served you in the past? Great. What is one thing you can add? Because everyone can add something, right? Like you can add a particular progressive muscle relaxation exercise. So, Jill, have you, do you know progressive muscle relaxation exercises? Yes. Oh, cool, because it's it's something I just found literally, like, nine months ago, and I'm like, this is magical. I know, it's um, wonderful. Ooh, how about, sorry what, to interrupt you, but have you tried yoga nidra? So I have, and yeah. so my nervous system, I am very much more a tactile nervous system. Got it. Um. So, and that's what's interesting is, like, when I, my past therapist would be like, just do deep breathing and I'm like lady this doesn't work for me and I gave it a good try and then she's like okay let's try this let's try that and I eventually found that I'm more of a tactile person so yeah. or a sound person mm-hmm. um, sure over time it is a practice and now I'm able to do my 478 breathing or my 5 breaths but that's not my primary strategy if that makes sense okay yeah does that make sense yeah Yes. Cool. Um, I'm not sure if I answered your question, Jill. Oh, you did.
0: And, but you were, I didn't mean to cut you off.
1: Oh, I don't feel like you did. The, the,
0: um, progressive muscle relaxation, maybe explain that for folks what that is.
1: Oh, sure. Sure. Yeah. So progressive muscle relaxation is a strategy that I found works best with some of my student athletes or my elite athletes. Um, And so what that is is you're going to tighten a particular muscle. You're going to hold it for about five seconds, and then you're going to release it. You're obviously not going to tighten it so much that you're in pain, and you're going to avoid an area that may be more tender. So if you hurt your back, you're not going to do the shoulder one. And, Jill, I can send you a particular uh, progressive muscle relaxation activity if you want, and um, maybe it can be in, I don't show notes or whatever, but, um, so there's one where, um, it's about seven minutes long and you start off by tightening your toes and you, you tighten them five seconds and there's a release and there's a big focus on the difference between tension and relaxation Mm. because we're often in tension 24 seven. And so we don't even know what relaxation feels like. So to ask someone to relax is very difficult. And so you're training your primal brain to understand what the difference between tension and relaxation is. Yeah. Um, And so, yeah. Does that
0: explain it to you, Fields? Yeah, that's perfect. Absolutely. That's a a good, simple explanation. Yeah, and I would love to do something, depending on your schedule, and we can talk about this afterwards, but... Again, I really feel like people, and you know this, are really struggling right now and really looking Mm -hmm. for different strategies. And like you said, different things work for different people. So, you know, I'd I'd love to talk about doing some kind of series, plus it's winter. So, you know, Mm -hmm. a lot of people struggle with seasonal affective disorder. Sure. Um, And again, it's still the the pandemic but maybe we yeah. we could you know each month talk about a different or bring a different skill that we are sure. uh, teaching folks and i do get responses back from from the from these podcasts i get emails sometimes I wonder if anybody's listening, but I actually do get emails from people that will say like, Hey, thank you. I did listen to the podcast. You know, that was really helpful. The the guest you had on, um, thanks for that recommendation. So I know that people do, do listen. And there are some people that, that are going to, um, that might be, more apt to, to listen to the podcast than to necessarily reach out and, and call me or come in yeah. and talk. So that's why I want to, I want to offer yeah, as many that. resources as I can. So, so maybe, and how do people get in touch with you? Would they go on the champ psychological services if they want to find you? And we'll put this in the yeah, show yep. notes
1: too. Yep. Yep. Okay. If they want to find me, they can go on there. There's a contact, um, there's a contact page and then you just shoot me a little,
0: your name, email,
1: phone number. Um,
0: And then are you doing, are you doing one-on-one telehealth right now as well?
1: I am doing one-on-one telehealth. um, And yeah, just one-on-one. I was going to say, I tried running a group, but it wasn't um, the most successful, but I am doing one-on-one telehealth. I am. I do offer wellness coaching in general. So if one doesn't want to go through insurance or, or whatnot, I you I do offer a collaboration between me and my nutritionist. We kind of offer a, a all-in-one service. Yeah, that um, sounds great. So what it, is your website address? It is Champ, and it's named after my dad, so he's probably going to listen to this. Oh, nice. Um, so, yeah. Um, but I will dedicate this podcast to my mom because my dad gets all the, you know, credit, but this will be yeah. for my mom. Okay, good. Um, What's your mom's name? Champ Judy. Judy. Hi, Judy. Yeah. Yeah, she's cute. Um, so it's champs, C-H-A-M-P-S, and then psychological com. Great. Yeah. And there's going to be a bunch of free resources too, Jill, this year. I'm okay. really um, going really heavy on the blog. I'm going... Um, if anyone wants to follow me on Facebook, Champs has a Facebook page now and I'm going to be doing um, just wellness sort of um, blasts uh, for articles or a particular podcast. Um, so they can also follow there for free resources. Yeah, because I, I
0: should do more than I do, but I try to send out emails with resources and things like that. So, yeah, when you if you have anything that you want to send my way, I sure. can certainly forward that. That's part of my of my job here is is to connect people with resources in the community. Cool. So, anything like that, any groups you're doing, um, please let me sure. know. I'd be happy to to send that to Yeah, to and uh,
1: I mean, if you want, Joe, we could even have a regular thing. Yeah. of like, let's just say like, I'm just making this up and um, every Wednesday, Wellness Wednesday, I can forward you like a new article that explains something. Yeah. Um, it may not be written from me, but at least so people um, have a regular um, idea. Yeah. But I'll leave that up to you. No, um, I would love something wanna, like that. I did want to say just one thing because I know people are probably looking for more concrete strategies right now. So I just want to give like two or three, if quickly. Yeah, please do. That's um, what I wanted
0: to do towards the end of yeah. this was give people a few
1: strategies. Perfect. Um, So here's what I tell my clients. You go outside every single day. Every single day, you go outside. I typically have people do the four seven eight breathing exercise once, and then they can come back in. If someone is really struggling with schedules or just like identifying, okay, am I working now? Am I not working? Cause I'm working from home. Um, I have get in your car and drive around the neighborhood, pull back in just like you would be driving to work. So try and create some semblance of normalcy. Um, and honestly, um, taking space. So me and my partner, um, you know, we've been quarantined plenty of times and so it's very difficult mm-hmm. To have connection with really just one person. Um, Even if, you know, there's love there, but it's, there's moments of let's acknowledge that this is difficult. And And, so I suggest for my clients who are struggling with this particular thing is okay, just like you schedule dates, right? Let's schedule a date for yourself, whether that's playing a video game for 30 minutes, because you need your own ability to decompress. Um, but it has to be fair, right? It can't just be like you, like right. I can't just say to Gus, like, oh, I'm going off by myself. But no, you have to take care of the whole household Yeah. Um, and you don't get an opportunity. So, so those three suggestions I really think are important. And I think be kind to yourself. We're all struggling. We're all disconnected. Um, and figure out what it is that you're already doing um, because you are doing things to take care of yourself and highlight those. Because disconnection, limited movement, increase of shame, the antidote to shame is self-compassion. And so let's honor what you're already doing for yourself. You know, Jill and I will come up with a series around what you can add. But um, I feel for all of you. um, But remember, we have a primal brain. And if your primal brain is operating right now, you are not weak. Um. And there are some things that you can try to reduce your lid being flipped. Yeah, and the other thing uh, you just
0: reminded me of is, you know, we have a lot of folks that are deployed. So we have mm. we have a lot of uh, spouses or partners that are, are home taking care mm. of, of the children and, and maintaining the household. And one of the things I love about... Really learning and getting into the habit of breathing techniques is that you can do it anywhere. If you don't have the luxury yep. of being able to, you know, to get away or, or to walk away, you can certainly in place do some of these breathing techniques. And I don't know, um, the four, what did you say, four, seven, eight? Yeah. Did you yep. say what, did we say what that
1: was? I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah, will so. you just and explain I, that quickly, Sure. if you don't sure. mind, so people know yeah, what sure, that sure. means? Totally. And I think one also thing is it's really cool to be able to also teach children. Oh, um, man. and so oftentimes like people are like, I don't have time for that. And it's like, okay, why don't you just schedule a time every day and say, Hey, we're going to do this really cool superhero, um, exercise where you're going to, you're going to be in control and powerful of your brain. You ready? Let's all do it together. Um, and so four, seven, eight breathing, um, four means breathing in, so you, you breathe in for four seconds. Seven is hold, you're holding for seven. Eight is breathe out. Now, what's super important, We all of us, especially when we're in fight or flight, we often don't breathe deeply. So on the four, you want to pretend that your belly is a balloon. And so you breathe in for four and your your belly extends out. You hold for seven. When you breathe out for eight, you tighten your lips. Um, as if it's the top of the balloon, so you're going to blow out, you know, when you were a little kid, you'd like squeeze the balloon and let yeah. air come out and it squeak, and it was super fun. So you're going to do that with your body. Okay. What's also important is you do that four times. So I don't, I'm not really great at math, but 19 times four is. Who knows? I, I don't know. Four. Something, something. <laughs> two two. Yeah. Great. Um, that's all it takes. You need to do four rounds, no more than four. Okay. Um, and uh, if your four needs to be quick, that's fine. When I first started, my four was one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, because my body wasn't trained yet to handle a longer four. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I love it.
0: I love all this stuff because I know it works. I've seen it work for myself and, and tons of other people. And so for those of you listening, if you have any suggestions uh, around what you would like for Samantha and I to discuss or talk about, or what we can bring to you, please let us know. I know that I've, I really, during the pandemic, I've listened to a lot of different podcasts. It's, been very helpful I, I've I've uh, read all kinds of different books that I would have never been exposed to and music mm-hmm. and and things that have really kind of enlarged my my spiritual life uh, my helped my my mental health helped me feel a little less alone during all of this and yeah. you know conversations and connections are so very important so I I I would love, yeah, to, to, for this to be a regular thing, I think yeah, having so- a conversation with someone rather than me just, uh, you know, chatting away right. um, is, is really helpful. And, again, bringing some good strategies and, and tangible ideas for folks that that we can offer them would be really helpful right now. Uh, yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. So, yeah. Well, I've loved it. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. And we'll list um, your contact information when we send out the podcast. And I look forward to to meeting you. Hopefully, um, when the pandemic yep. is over, uh, it would yeah. be cool to do a little video too of some breathing exercises. Oh, yeah. um, I can be your client, and you can be my therapist. because I need one. Um, so <laughs> that would be really good. Um, but totally. you sound wonderful, and I'm really excited to have you as a resource in in the community. And and thank you so much. And and we'll t- we'll meet again oh, next you're month.
1: Very welcome. Yes, I would love that. I would love that. And thank you, Jill. I, I initially was started listening to your podcast because, you know, as we said earlier, my cousin was um, like producing them and I was super proud of him. But I really have seen for me personally, several of your podcasts has made me think deeper, um, has made me just look at myself differently. So, you know, you are adding to others' lives. Oh, thank um, even you. if you don't get emails. Oh, you're very welcome. <laughs> thank you.
0: That's so nice of you to say. Well, and it's yeah. going to get better and better. You know, we it was actually Tim's idea, and I think the more we do it, uh, the the better it it will become, and and we'll kind of see what people really need and what resonates with them. And and I I'm, yeah, I, I love that that I made the connection with you. So thank you, Tim, our wonderful mm. producer yeah, and cousin. You rock
1: yeah (laughs) my pleasure
0: there he is Uh, although i should have had him do the breathing exercise with me but we'll get him next time
1: oh yeah 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 yeah. maybe maybe next time yeah maybe next
0: time yeah so (laughs) thank you samantha you are very welcome see you again next month and happy new year to you you too happy new year everyone be well all right you too bye-bye